Uh, are you still there? No. Sorry. Uh, no, you're back. You're back. All right. Hello, and welcome to episode 161 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And one, we are doing a test. We're trying to record an episode like in a little bit cleaner way. So we're working towards putting the show on YouTube. As a with, show. As a show. So this is taking us three years. We're going to like venture into the world of like OBS and recording and whatever to try to like, you know, bring you guys uh, a more polished video product. We'll see what happens better than uh, whatever Podbean exports to YouTube. Yeah, the way which, I see it, like if you, I don't know if you've gone back to listen to any of our earlier episodes or not. Um, I did when I was putting together the learn to play series this summer and the difference between our early episodes and our episodes. Now it's like two completely different shows. So if we start uh start this video, I don't know, extravaganza, excursion, adventure, whatever. Experiment. Experiment, yeah, that works. I figure at some point we will uh get to the point where it looks like a completely different show and maybe it, it'll be a reasonable product. It'll it'll be presentable. <clears throat> so like we have we have plans or ideas that we've talked about and I think uh uh, one of the limits has been computing power, but we're, I mm -hmm. think, going to maybe address that here in the not-too-distant future. But enough with all that stuff, right? This week's show, that you may or may not be able to see us, uh, we're going to talk about Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, like, actually playing the cards. We've moved from the evaluating the cards in a vacuum to actually playing with the cards and talk about Mainly limited. We have some, like, we've seen some things for uh, constructed. Uh, constructed that we want to touch on. So, uh, yeah, we normally that. do like a first impressions episode. Um, we do our set review and then we get to play with the cards through pre release weekend, which is kind of actually release weekend now, the way Wizards does things. And uh, we like to give you a first impressions of a format. Is the set good? Is the set bad? Is limited decent? What are some powerful interactions? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you have any like first impressions you want to get at us with, you can tweet us at Casual Tripod. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Or as always, you can email us show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Um, if you're looking to pick up any singles from Kamigawa or anything else, uh, we would really appreciate it if you use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Um, I'm going to try and make a video. I might wait one more week for prices to come down a little bit, probably the week after set release. I'll do this. Um, but I'm going to make a video of how I approach um, like maintaining my collection through like a new set release. The sorts of cards I look out for, buying specs, buying playables, that sort of thing. Um, and I use TCG Player. So I'll yeah. work, walk you through that process a little bit. Um, but if you're going to do something in the meantime before I get my video out, we would appreciate it if you used our affiliate link. Um, follow that link to get to TCG Player. Anything you purchase after following that link, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, 
will help support the show. You get a little percentage of that to help pay for hosting fees and what have you. If you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Patrons get access to our show notes. So you kind of get a sneak peek of what the week's episode is going to be about. You also get access to our pre-show, um, kind of us just talking about whatever, catching up. Sometimes it's magical related. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a sneak peek into our actual lives. Um, if you're interested in that, you can sign up for pay- Patreon. Like I said, support us a little bit more directly. Chip a couple bucks in the pot, and we would really appreciate it. You also get put on my mailing list, which uh, sh- I got to get on that. Uh, they should be going out soon. So um, I still have one person that hasn't sent me their uh, mailing address. If you want stuff, make sure you send me your address. Um, maybe not this week. Maybe next week I'll send that stuff out, but I got to get on that soon. The other thing is our YouTube channel, uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Um, if you head over there, even if you're not going to watch this whole episode on YouTube, um, I'd appreciate it if you hopped over and at least clicked on the video to let us know if things look all right or what sorts of things should be in the video. Uh, right now, it's kind of just our floating heads. So if there's something you think would be cool on the background or something you want going on in the background or whatever. I haven't figured everything out yet. It took me a couple hours just to get our, our pictures embedded in, in what you're seeing right now, but head on over there and let me know what you think. Let me know how the quality is and that sort of stuff. Uh, we also have a discord channel link in the description, link on all our social media. Part of what we're going to talk about a little bit later in this episode came from discord. So if you want to join in the conversation, make sure you head over there and say hi. A lot of super cool people hang out in there. So, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we're going to get into Kamigawa, mainly limited, I think, is where most of our um, play has been. Yeah, since that's, that's where I spent out. most of the weekend. Yeah, same here. So, you said you were like 16 drafts in? Yeah, 15, 16, somewhere in there. I don't really keep track like you do. Um, I don't tend to do the number of drafts that you do either. I just kind of go until either I'm sick of the format or I run out of resources, and I have run out of resources. So, But as we were talking about, you're not sick of the format. Like They might get you to put some money in. Yeah, this format's really fun. I'm really enjoying it. There's a, I think we mentioned in our set review episode that there's lots of like little fiddly bits that like pocket synergies and like cards that work well with other cards. And there's really a lot to discover. Um, I think every draft I've done, I have learned some new synergy Mm -hmm. and I've drafted like a lot of red black. Um, Spoiler alert. I'm have kind of an unhealthy relationship with Oni Anvil. So I've drafted an awful lot of red black. And even after like my seventh or eighth draft of red black, like I'm still learning some new synergies. Um, I've recently found that the paper papercraft decoy mm-hmm. like doesn't get picked. No. So they end up coming around super late and it's just fodder for like whatever engine you have set up, whether it's the, the guy that makes three ones or your Oni anvil or, you know, whatever you're doing, like it just works. It It's an engine that draws cards. It does whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm nine drafts in. So uh, I will be doing more uh, for sure, but mm-hmm. about nine in now. So You said you were trying to pace yourself a little bit more too than you normally do. Trying. My hope is part of that is I'm going to try to uh, post I have done like a video a day, but that's just too much. I might try to do like a video a week of either limited or constructed content, mm-hmm. just kind of going forward, just to get in the habit of doing that. It's not a ton. I uh, won't be retiring off the sweet, sweet YouTube <laughs> revenue, but I figure if I can pace myself, even if I'm doing like, if I can get myself down to like a draft a day mm-hmm. and just like every so often record one, I can stretch it out a little bit. Uh, I'm currently on a like, two draft a day pace, which is too many drafts, but <laughs> to, to like for, for longevity's sake. But, yeah. um, so I, I have some strong thoughts about the format in general, and it seems like you've at least seen similar thoughts. Oh yeah. And so the format for lack of a better term is weird. It is very weird. And what it's I unlike mean- anything that I can remember. And I guess it kind of mirrors how they've been designing cards as of late, like for Constructed, yeah. where it feels like there are, well, there are different decks. It kind of feels like there are two decks in there. There is a deck that you're going to play against people that are going to try to get you dead by turn five. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to try to, then you're going to play against people who are trying to hold on until turn five. And then bury you in some engine or just like mountain of giant things you can never beat. Yeah. And there's like not a whole lot in between. Yeah, there's really no place for like mid-range to thrive. No. And I uh, so like there's as I've described it, there's like they go like one, two, three. And then on turn four, they play two removal spells. And you mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, they got my two drop, my three drop, and it doesn't matter what I play on four unless it's a sweeper, because then I just die the next turn. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, oh, okay. Or like you you're playing the one, two, three deck, and your opponent is able to like you don't draw your removal spell, or like this format is Maybe the most punishing I've seen for either missing your land drop mm-hmm. or drawing one extra land. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're an aggro deck and you draw your fifth land, you probably lose that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're, like, a, a, like, a kind of a bigger deck and you miss, like, your, your, uh, what is it? Your, your, like, fourth land drop or your fifth like you just can never recover so kind of speaking on that i think we both have similar opinions on land count for this format um normally we want to tell you to put like 17 lands in your deck that's kind of the rule of thumb Mm -hmm. i have not built a single deck with 17 lands in it i've built one and regretted it so i am like the first or second deck I played had uh, 15 lands. I've mm. been playing 16. And the reason for that is one, like 
I've play I've been trying to play the aggressive side. Yeah, I have and, been as well. Uh which is like really encourages you like you get you build your deck and like you know when you go into like the arena uh whatever the like stats for mm-hmm. your deck to like figure out what your like color composition is and you get like oh gosh the average casting cost on your deck is usually like three in a normal format three maybe mm-hmm. like a little over a little under mine are like two yeah like I don't know if four drops are really playable in the format unless you build your deck to support playing four drops. Like it doesn't. Um, like yeah, I can't think of many four drops that like I'm excited to play. Right, like I think that there there are playable four drops. Like that's not what I'm saying, but usually you can put a four drop in your deck and not really think about it because it's a four drop, right? right? And, but then in like a normal format, you don't put a lot of sevens in your deck because right. like, oh, you've got to build a certain kind of deck to get to a seven to play a seven drop. Yeah. It feels like this format is like, oh, you want to play a five drop? Do you have a way to support yourself getting to five? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what do you mean? I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to get to five mana. It's like, no, no, you're not allowed to get to five mana. Like you're either yeah. going to ramp or like play a bunch of like, you know, one mana, one, one death touchers to like gum up the ground and stuff so that you can yeah. get to five. So like I keep playing decks that are like, oh, I've got like my top end is like a four drop or like mm-hmm. two four drops and everything else is like ones, twos and threes. And like that's super weird. And I know. Hey, the- uh, okay. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say. Well, I was I just know- going to say. <laughs> we can't both do it at the same time <laughs> all right um the one thing i was going to say is there's a lot of like weird forms of ways to get through your deck in this format which i think supports the lower land count as well um obviously blue has ways always has ways to draw cards like loot you know get through your deck but red has like four ways to dig through your deck as well which isn't something that normally happens in limited games um black has ways to draw cards um i think there's a white way to draw like get extra cards oh yeah there's the guy that like goes and gets lands for you like those are things that aren't normally common in a limited format but almost every color has ways to get through their deck at common or uncommon yeah the the weird the weird plane cycling guy yeah, it's not plane cycling, but it is. It's what it's pay right. two and pay get two. a plans out of your deck. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, you got like in in red, you've got experimental synthesizer, which that card is just kind of absurd. Yep. There's uh, the samurai thing that like the samurai guy, the one three. Like, well, I was thinking the enchantment. Oh yeah, that the one. One in a red enchantment that whenever you attack alone, you exile. Yeah, I was thinking of the. Uh, the one three in red that lets you discard, yeah, and then the draw one, yeah, when it attacks alone. Yep. So, uh, like, there's there's a few ways in red. Black has the um, the reckoners, uh, whatever. Yeah, the reckoners betrayal or whatever. I was gonna say the yeah. deadly the deadly dispute variant, which apparently we get yeah. every set now. Yeah. Uh, so like it has that. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways to get through your deck and support like. You know, either if you draw your fifth land, getting rid of it 
mm-hmm. or like playing a low land count and not needing lands. Even the what is the commune with the gods variant? It's commune with something. It's just one green, get a land or an enchantment. Yep. Like I played a a ramp deck that was 16 lands because I had two of those. And yep. I was like, this is just a land. Like if I play this on turn one, I am either going to hit my land drop because the land was in my top so many cards, top four cards. Or in theory, I have put four not a land on the right. bottom of my deck. You're going to find a land. So my next card better be a land. Right. So there's a lot of ways for you to like cheat your number of lands. Mm-hmm. So because like you would much rather draw that like whatever it is, commune with the whatever. And uh, like on turn eight and like be able to find your, you know, colossal sky turtle. Yeah. Then it just be a forest. Right. So it's like, this is just a forest on turns one, two, and three. But it is a colossal sky turtle on turn eight. Green also has that two and a green, like, get back a creature and an enchantment. I was trying. It's like, just get back two creatures every time. A season of renewal? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. So I was traumatized by that. I was, I was complaining to you because I was playing uh, a game. I was like blue black ninjas, and like the game kind of got bogged down, and they started looping that with Sky Turtle, mm-hmm. so they could go get back, get this back with Sky Turtle, cast it, get back Sky Turtle and something, yeah, then get it back with Sky Turtle. And just and you, keep doing it. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, like they're just going to draw like multiple cards a turn for the rest of the game. I I can't ever, yeah. ever win. Boo. So that kind of leads into another point that I want to make about the limited format. And that's like how powerful the sagas are. Yes. Um, a lot of them are really good. Like there's enough value on the front end to make them worth it. And the back end is an actual magic card that is worth playing and has to be dealt with. And then when you can rebuy it with, you know, the green way to get some advantage, that's kind of one of the ways that the green decks get to go over the top is if they can make it to a point where they can cast that season of renewal, get back two things and deploy one of them. Like the game's kind of over for you if you're playing an aggro deck. Yeah. So like the way the green decks get to that point is they play the stupid one mana one one death toucher, right? Yeah. And that's an enchantment. So that lets them um like they will trade uh their their thing early on uh and then they will get it back in mm-hmm. uh in later turns. With with that season of renewal, so like they get back effectively a removal spell, right. right? That was a that was a question that not really a question, but that was something that came up in Discord as well. Was um, somebody had posted up their draft deck and said, you know, this isn't working out so well for me. Like, what are what do I have going on here? And one of the things I saw was they only had like I forget if it was fourteen creatures in the deck and a whole bunch of enchantments that needed to go on creatures. But then the creatures that were in the deck were 
I think there was three of the one, one death touchers and like, that's not really a creature that you want to, um, like suit up with pants. You, you really want to use it as a removal spell. And this format is set up to use it really well as a removal spell, uh, because of what you just said about using, uh, you know, using cards to buy back your enchantments. Yeah. And I mean, with the, um, with the fact that the format is, has those really aggressive decks, Mm -hmm. right? Like you need those one mana one ones to, uh, make it to the, uh, to make it to the late game. Like that is your, that is your, uh, what is it? Voltage surge or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. That is the green voltage surge. Or it was basically it's like green terminate. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's like, okay, if you attack on the ground, you just you lose just your can't. thing. Yeah, you lose your yeah. thing. That's just how it goes. Uh, how do you feel about that? And you're like, oh, I don't want to attack. And that just plays into their hand. Right. Because you're just like, no, I've kind of got to like, because you're like, I don't want to trade my two mana thing for their one mana thing. And it's like, no, you, you kind of have to. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like the sagas themselves, like uh, the like they're definitely like there's like a tier. They're tiers, right? The mm-hmm. oh gosh, is it the the one with the sweet leather jacket and the rat the the black one? The one that's yeah. just like a black. Yeah, that one's really good. The like whatever clan rampage or whatever. Yeah. Um, where it's like drain from one, drain from one, flips into a two two menace. That gives I've, all your vehicles menace. Oh, it does as well? Yeah. Okay. I have seen people talking about how uh, that might be the, bless, the best black uncommon. The best black common. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's really good. Um, the red uncommon that's also like just a red that's like yep. ping. Then your next creature comes in with a plus one, plus one counter. And then mm-hmm. it flips into a 2-2 two, two haste. Yeah. Um, right, like that's what every red deck wants to do. You want to play that on one, play some stupid two drop yeah. that gets like a counter and then attack with your thing that you just flipped over. Like that's mm-hmm. exactly what they want to do. So, you know, that one's really strong. What is Makoto's something of truth? Yeah. The, the white one that uh, the first two are. It's all that glitters. Yeah, it all, it's all that glitters, and then it flips into just, like, I'm as big as the number of enchantments you have. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like that basically turns a creature into the abyss each turn. Yeah. Right, you're like, oh, am I going to take five this turn, or am I going to just throw something in front of it? Yeah. And then eventually it flips over into, like, a 4-4. Four, four. Mm-hmm. And it was two mana. Right. It was, like, two mana, give a creature, plus four, plus four, plus four, plus four. And then be a four four, mm-hmm. all for two mana. Like you're yeah. just getting so much out of it for what you put into it. Even if it's like give a creature plus two plus two. Like if you play a two drop, and then play this on three, your two drop is bigger than anything your opponent has. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it's just like, well, I guess I get in free damage. Mm-hmm. There's also a befriending the moth, the one that gives flying, like yeah. that one. It's four mana, so it's not nearly as good. But the fact that you like are you're like jump a creature, jump a creature. Mm-hmm. Much like I said that like the format sometimes feels like one, two, three, two removal spells. Sometimes yeah. one, two, three, jump into jump. 
and then make a two four fire. It's like, oh, the thing jumped twice. I'm at two. Oh no, now I have a two four flyer. I guess I have to answer this or I die. Yeah. So it's like double double evasive pump spell into thing that now you have to spend a removal spell on. Yeah, that one's really good in a samurai deck that mm-hmm. like rewards you for just attacking with one thing anyway. Because yeah. you got to figure on turn four or five, the ground's starting to get gummed up anyway. Yeah. And if you got, you know, two samurais out that are giving you a bonus, like, send that guy in the air. Yeah. Um, the I've not played the Shattered States era, which is the red, like, threatened no, one. No, that one's bad. That one's bad. Yeah. Then there's the black uncommon that no one knows how it works. The four drop? That one's insane. It's bugged on Arena. That's why it's so good. It is? Yeah. Why is it bugged? So the way it's supposed to work is if you play it and they have no creature, they They can discard. The way it's supposed to work is they can sack not a creature. The way Watsy says it works is do you want to discard a card? No. Sack a creature. As opposed to do you want to do you want to, uh, can you sack a creature? No, discard a card. It's yeah. bugged. There was like a gotcha. whole big long thread because Manguchi was like, I don't know what this card does. And people were trying to explain it and someone's like, no, it's bugged. It doesn't work the way, like, people are like, uh, so I can just like sack, like, if I have zero, zero creatures, I can sack. And it's like, yes, you can sack no creatures to it and keep hmm. your card. But on Arena, you don't get that option. Yeah. So. So that's uh, why that one's insane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I played it. And I was like, this is pretty good. But like, if it works the way it's supposed to work, it's less good. Because yeah. apparently Watsy sent out a tweet that's like, here's how it's supposed to work. And I don't know who like in like on team templating was like, mm-hmm. I need to save like three words on this like mm-hmm. saga. So I'm going to make it not intelligible. Because everyone read it as, I think most everyone read it as, like, you discard, you have to discard, or you sack a creature, if you can't sack a creature kind of deal. So, that one, I think is okay, but it's not as good as it's playing on Arena right now. Yeah. Well, it's really good on Arena right now. Yeah. The, um... What do you think about the blue ones? I was going to say, the, the... draw discard one i'm warming up to like yeah that one uh, has put in some work yeah i've not i've played against it but i've not played with it i had it in a deck and i just never drew it Mm -hmm. um but it it does what the format's about which is just shuffling cards through zones yeah right like so looking at that that's another thing that lets you cut your lands right like Mm -hmm. I, I need to get to two lands. And if you're playing Premier Draft, you're playing best of one, right. which means you get hand smoothing, which means you're yep. more likely to get a two lander. Mm-hmm. So, right. So in the early game, that lets you turn like your one four drop in your deck into maybe your third land. So you can play the rest of your, your deck. Yeah. Or in the late game, it lets you turn like the sixth land you held on to into hopefully anything else. It's also really good with that um, the two mana two one that lets you play cards you discard. Oh yeah, yeah. I've not played. Because I've not had that. That's kind of like 
what that deck just wants to do anyway. Yeah. Um, like that deck plays some of the channel stuff as well. The deck that wants that two mana saga. Yeah. So that card's really good in that deck. And then um, uh, the the five mana blue one. If you can get, if you have a deck that lets you play a five mana, kind of do something, kind of do nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, giving all your opponent's creatures minus two, minus zero is big game. Well, uh, I mean, if that's what stabilizes you, then... Yeah, and then the ability to draw, like, four cards. Right. Or, like... And then block anything from that point on. Yeah. Uh, it's probably pretty good. Like, that one's yeah. good if you can, like, you know... Get, get to, to a point... Five. Yeah, get to turn five and, like, not be totally dead. Slash yep. have the the big body on the back oh. matter. Right. So, trying to think of other... I think both of the green ones are good too. Well, maybe not Azusa. I was gonna say like Azusa, so so, but Seiju just turns into such a big body. Yeah, I think it's fine. And again, like if you get to four, you know, it's harder to get to four, right? But if you get to four, it's gonna make sure you hit land drop five and six, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Like I don't think it. The second mode doesn't do anything. No, it's just. The yeah, second mode is actively bad. Yeah. Do not just put a land on top of your deck. Like, I, even if it was like a channel land, like I don't know, like maybe you put the white one back on top just to like draw another removal spell. Yeah, but otherwise, no, don't. Or or the blue one, like, but don't put it back on top. Don't be like planes back on top. No, that's awful. Um, Have you had a chance to play with any of the rare lands? Um, no, I've had like two inside boards that I've not used. Like, I've taken them, but not many want to use them. I've played against yeah. them. I've had them passed to me like super late. So have I. Um, I think I had a black one wheel. Like, people just aren't taking them. And I realized, you know, if there's something in the pack that's better, like, that's fine because it's just a land, but it's also a spell in your land slot. Like, why aren't people taking these at all? You you can't tell me nobody in this pod was in black. Yeah. No, if you, if you are in the color, I don't think you can do better than those. Yeah. Like they're, they're all pretty much A's. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's hard for you to not take them. If you're like white and you're just like, Oh, I have, planes plus i have gideon's reproach all on the same card yeah okay i guess i'll take it on turn one it's planes and on turn seven it's gideon's reproach yeah i had one um like black red deck that i drafted where i ended up with kind of a late naomi okay the five drop four four that makes samurais Mm mm-hmm and the white land and like a scoured barons. And I was like, oh, this is like the easiest splash I've ever had. Yeah. I I played the the red one. Uh, it would just like, you know, end of turn, instant speed, make two guys or just yeah. have a land. Also, if you uh, are messing around with any of the, oh uh, God, the indomitable creativity decks mm-hmm. in historic. Yeah. The four red lands are just like a no brainer. Yeah, for unless sure. You're, 
You're telling me I have an uncounterable way to get my two my two things I have to get rid of on my mm-hmm. land? Cool. In. Yep. Um, but no, I think that they should all be like if they're in your colors, I don't know what's much better than them. Mm-hmm. The I think the only like the only thing that gives me pause is since the format is so like has so many playable one and two drops, like it has a mm-hmm. lot of playable one drops, which oh, then yeah. puts a huge premium on you having two drops to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, is that, uh, oh gosh, like cheap removal. So yeah. voltage surge, commie flare, lethal, whatever, the black one. Uh, yeah. The stupid instant speed green bite spell. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those uh, go up super high in value, right? Because they're all like one or two mana, mm-hmm. and so it lets you again be like, "I'm going to play my black uh, one drop common enchantment, this like an uncommon power level, and it's going to deal you two and flip into a menace creature on turn that can attack on turn four. I'm going to play, you know." A two drop and a three drop, and then your turn four is like, you know, uh, two removal spells, and you just get in so much damage. Yeah, right. And you or or you're the more controlling deck, uh, you know, the deck that wants to play a five drop, and you're <laughs> like, and you're like, okay, I need to have like a pile of ways to deal with the early aggression, so I need the voltage surges and the commie flares. And, you know, all of this cheap interaction, so I just don't get clowned on turn four or five, where, like, my five drop that I play to stabilize isn't enough, right? I've got to save some damage. Oh, what is the... There's a video of me, uh, the one with audio, um, (laughs) playing, getting a little greedy and getting punished, but the... Two and a red deal two to something and then deal one to all the creatures that control. That card is absurd. It sometimes just, it's sometimes just like a one sided plague wind. Yeah. Like for sure. Where you're sitting there, like, come on, play another, play another one toughness creature. Or they have two one toughness creatures and you're like, play something with three toughness. Play something for three toughness and they do and you're just like, got them all. Let's go. So I hadn't even seen that card <laughs> until my very last draft and it like wheeled. It was the only red card left in the pack. I was red. I took it and I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of a removal spell. Like I'll, I'll run it. And so I absolutely good. like destroyed my first round opponent with it. They went like, I think they went rabbit battery, um, equip monkey, equip monkey. And then they played the, uh, two three menace guy that like gets stuff back out of your graveyard when you Mm -hmm. like have modified creatures and i was like yes this is your time to shine killed your entire board the four for one yeah like it's just like oh this card is so ridiculous yeah it doesn't when you first read it like you don't put together like i didn't at least that it deals two to anything yeah and then it deals one to that thing that it dealt two to. Right. So it's so it, three to that thing and then one to all the non-artifact creatures. Yeah. So you didn't get a rabbit battery, but you got something yeah. good. 
Yeah, uh, but it, it was a four for one. It was. It must have been like two other one drop. Yeah, three other one drops. Yeah, no, I've definitely got those. Where like, but I, I think I lost the game where like, I was just like, hold, hold, and I probably waited like one turn too long. Yeah, because I was like, it's like maybe they'll play something else I can get, and I yeah. should have just taken my two for one and like the six damage it saved me and been happy. But I was mm-hmm. like, maybe it can be a three for one, <laughs> and it didn't work out. And I was like, no, but. Yeah, the card is nutty, where you're just like, yeah. oh, this does, like, everything I could ever want. Yeah. This is great. Um, So, like, that card's good, but all of those, like, cheap removal spells are, mm-hmm. like, at such a premium. Like, you need to have a critical mass, mm-hmm. because if you don't, like, you just get run over. Right, and even even the decks that are trying to be a little bit longer game, right? If you're aggressive, you need that stuff to clear like all the stupid little things, you know, because they they're they have a bigger top end, but mm-hmm. it's, they they can't just like not have twos and threes, right? Right, because then they just die. So you need some way to be like, okay, one two, play a two drop, deal two damage to your thing, kill it, get it out of the way, get in like four damage. And then next turn, like, Kami Flare, deal three to that, two you with it, get yeah. in six damage. And now they're in a situation where they're like, oh, I'm at, like, eight. And I'm going to tap out for this thing that if it doesn't, like, kill a creature, they're just going to attack me for four. And now, like, anything they play kills me. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, having those ways to get those early blockers out of the way, like, I think is more important than this set. Like, cheap removal's always good, but, mm-hmm. like, it feels, like, there's a difference between being good and being, like, important to, like, be able to participate in the games. Yeah, I know, thinking back to the last few sets that I've drafted, which has been, you know, the last few sets, um, I feel like I've ended up with multiple decks that were just like piles of removal spells and then you know something to win the game with Mm -hmm. and what you what you said is 100 percent correct like there's such a premium on the removal spells in this set and i really don't think the removal spells in this set are like good compared to what we've had in the last few sets Um, but there's such a premium on them that you don't end up with just the deck that's a pile of removal spells like you have to take them super early and, and even then, you don't get a lot, though. Like, yeah. you get maybe three in your whole list. Yeah, like, I've had a few that are, are, are more than that, like, you know, four or five. But, like, you also, like, are in the situation where there are so many cards that are, like, that are two and three drops that are just, like, must answers or you die. Mm-hmm. That, like, you not only do you have to draft them, you absolutely have to draw them. Because if yeah. you don't, you just, like lose like your opponent plays like what network disruptor mm-hmm. and taps doesn't do anything turn one and then they attack you and they uh ninja in the uh the moon the moon circuit hacker they draw a card right. then they play their tapper again and then they play like acquisition octopus yeah and you're like oh i don't have a flyer they're gonna put the stupid octopus on this one one and they're going to draw like four extra cards this game, and the game was going to end on like the second octopus hit. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I will still be at 16, but yeah, the but game dead. will be done. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, and like, I have to have a removal spell. And you're like, I have four removal spells in this deck. Where are they? And they, and you don't draw them. And you're just like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens now. I am dead. And there's like, there just feels like there's a lot of cards. Like, there's that. There's, I mean, again, going back to stupid one mana green uh, death toucher, right? If you don't kill that, like, it just, like, eats your three drop. Well, could. I mean, if you don't kill it, more than likely, it's going to get suited up with a spinning wheel kick and wipe your board. I've not had that happen. Um, but I well, have had it just, like, annihilate me with, uh, oh, gosh, the fight spell, the yeah. might, whatever. Just be like, you know, turn three, you know, fight, play it, and then fight and kill something. And the next turn, fight and play a two drop. And you're just like, well, I guess I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, I, I have so- been... I was just going to say the green decks, at least really early in the format, um, I think weren't being drafted very often. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were excited about ninjas and a lot of people were excited about the couple different artifact decks there are. And I don't think many people were like actively drafting the green enchantment decks. And like there was a ton of uh, drafts that I was doing where there was, you know, eighth ninth tenth pick spinning wheel kicks and like i mean that's absolutely something that can happen is you know they they don't trade off their one drop or don't have anything worth trading their one drop death toucher off for and then on turn five it's spinning wheel kick kill your two biggest things and then still have a blocker for your next biggest thing yeah i've uh i've the uh the two the white green 2-2 lifelink guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had Makoto's, uh, whatever, Truth and Justice, Ooh. whatever it is, <laughs> make it big. Make it like, I had. I think it was like a 4-4 or a 5-5 yeah. or something. And then I spinning wheel kicked four things and wow. gained 20 life. Wow. They conceded. I had stabilized. I've, <laughs> I have lost... I've lost a couple games to decking. I've won some games due to decking, and I've lost some games because you just there are so many sneaky ways to get through your deck. Yeah, like I said, in every color. Yeah, and it's just like oh, like this format is about you like seeing half your deck every mm-hmm. game minimum. Yeah, and it's just like oh, okay, like that is the expectation. You just have to make sure you draft those things, and yeah. I've had. I've had a tendency to, in some of my drafts, miss that. And so, like, the deck doesn't do enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, you know, this set is, like, the most modern magic limited set. Where, like, you just can you can't run out of things to do. They've given yeah. you the tools to not run out of things. So it is incumbent on, on you to get those things to make sure you don't run out of things to do. Right. Right. Let that be like, I'm going to play an experimental synthesizer. Like I have my first two land drops. So on turn three, I'm going to like synthesizer and hope to hit my third or hope mm-hmm. that I've drawn my third and be like, well, I only have a two drop. So I'm going to play this and hope that I hit a land or another two drop. 
mm-hmm. and then play and then I can like play my land and play the two drop or just play the land. Right. Yep. And you're like, oh cool, it drew me a card. Awesome. Uh and and then you're like, okay, uh I have a way to sack it or a way to like or I just crack it and like on turn seven when I have like six lands and it's like, well, will you draw me something else? Yeah. Like this format re- rewards you, I think, for knowing what's in your deck and like playing around it. Like uh, uh, one of my drafts, I was uh, no one heard. Well, I was like I had a uh, a thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is my thirst for knowledge is into this one. And I was like, I was just holding two lands for like multiple turns. And I was like, I'm only going to discard these to the thirst. Right. Like that's what they're here for. So like knowing that you have like a thirst for knowledge or you're playing red, white samurais and you have the two drop samurai that lets you like rummage. Mm-hmm. If you attack alone, you're like, I'm holding this one land. So that when I draw the rummage guy, I can attack and get rid of it. Yeah, turn right? it into a real card. Yeah, like you've got to like plan for like th- there's a way for me. To, there's a way in every color pretty much for me to turn this bad thing into a, a good thing. Even the like there's the red rare, rare saga, like the architect of uh, uh, the restoration of. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, gosh. Is what's the white castle called? A ganjo. A ganjo. It's the restoration of a ganjo, and it's like the first thing, like uh, chapter one is search your deck for a plains. Mm-hmm. Chapter two is discard a card, return a, a card to CMC from your graveyard to your uh, oh, battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then the backside is a three four that when it attacks or blocks, you make a one one. Yeah, I've conceded to that card. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, right, like. If you have that card, you're like, well, I'm not going to play the land that I drew, right? Because that's my discard fodder. Also, you discard, then you put a card back, so you can discard a two drop and then put the two drop back back into play. Yeah. But like you're like, oh, it gave me this land so I can do the other thing, so I can do the next part. So, you know. But there's a lot of things where you're just like, oh, it's giving like they're giving me ways to like turn my lands into stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I turn my lands into stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, or like exile things. So. Yeah, it's it's very different than like it's it's simultaneously like aggressive and grindy. That yeah, was like really my first. That was my first thought. I was like, I feel like the good decks in the format are low to the ground, aggressive, but mm-hmm. sneaky. Have like five or six ways to draw or filter cards. Yeah, and like that's not normally how aggro decks work. Yeah, right. And so, like, my complaints of like, oh, if you flood out a little bit you die it might be because other people have realized that you've got to take the ways to filter and Mm. not flood out higher than they were before so i maybe haven't adjusted my pick order from the first few drafts when it was like oh here's this like random looter or rummager i should take this 
Yeah. And now, I'm really interested to see like what limited resources has to say about this format. I'm assuming they're going to cover it this week. Yeah. Um, it's just so strange. It's so different than anything we've had recently. It is. Now, like, I, I question how good ninjas are, but LSV tweeted a deck where he had five of the bounce ninja. <laughs> and I was like... I'd imagine that was a pretty good deck. I was like, yeah. And he's like, this seven-win deck is dedicated to Marshall, and it just had five of the bounce ninja. I'm like, oh, like, you just can't ever legitimately lose. Yeah. Because, like, you just, you know... it, it Five of those answers my concern with blue-black ninjas, which is, like... Once you ninja out the big thing, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of ways that your opponent can just make it so the thing you ninjaed out never gets in again, like ceases yeah. to be a card. Yeah. You know, so you're like, oh, boom, five, five on turn four. And they're like, cool, I'll take five. But I have this, you know, again, the death touch snake or the death mm-hmm. touch turtle or I have the white saga, uh, the white, uh, a shrine and i'm just gonna make a one one every, every turn. turn and yeah. so congratulations your like you know big play doesn't do anything and you're just like oh, oh it, was, so it was cool you mentioned the white shrine mm-hmm. have you played with or seen any of the other shrines i've played with the red one mm-hmm. um mainly as uh, I've played with it and I've cut it because I've had decks where I didn't think two two first striker for three was good enough. Um, it's also an enchantment. It is, uh, but I've had decks where like like I had like a blue red artifact stack and it's like well, yeah. like I like these other things are more synergistic and like I'd rather like have an artifact in its spot. Yeah. Right, it's good but not great. Um, the, have you played with the black one? Uh, I think... The black one, you pay a mana to destroy a creature with toughness less than or equal to the number of shrines you control? Yes. So you just get to, like, merc a bunch of one toughness things? Like, I think that um, one... Or I had more. it in a deck with the red... Like, I played the red one because I had the black one. Yeah. And, I mean, the red one, you know, just pay one to ping if you, like... If your deck, if if you're the Oni Anvil deck, and like <laughs> you and you know that every game through like aggression at the start of the game and stuff, your opponent's gonna be at seven. Yeah. Right. The Red Shrine is like a legitimate way to get from like, you know, from four to zero. Right. Right. So you're just like, okay, like I will. I will leave. I will have this in my deck. Uh, I've not. I'm gonna ask. What does the green shrine do? Because I don't know if I've ever I, seen I it. I don't know. I haven't seen the green one. And the blue one mills. Yeah, no, yeah thank I you. haven't seen the blue one either. Yeah, I don't know what the green shrine does. So I've played a lot of games of Premier Draft, and I have not seen a green shrine. Mm-hmm. So it can't be that good. It's kind of awkward. Well, I mean, that that kind of speaks to the green shrine because green's like the enchantment color. Yeah, like, I don't so know what it is or what it does. for it not to be good in the enchantment deck, like, it has to be pretty not good. Um, yeah. It's kind of awkward that the shrines 
I mean, this is like just a problem with shrines, but it's awkward that they care about the number of shrines and then are legendary. And also like the fixing isn't fantastic where you can like, you really can't be hard three color and you definitely can't be four color. Tell some of my opponents that. Well, that are like, I've had a couple decks where it had like hard two color with a splash, but like I've I've had opponents that are like casting, that are like Jeskai, casting like the double white removal spell, and like you know, but they're like base blue, red, and they're like playing yeah. like these random white cards, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Why is <laughs> why is this spell resolving? Why is your mana base that I'm looking at right now like four three three? Like what is going on? Yeah, like this is not I mean, supposed that's weird to happen because, like, like we said, the format's super aggressive. You can't really take turn three off to cast your mana rock that's going to fix your mana. Yeah, no. So i I don't know how it works. Where I'm just like, where I'm looking at uh, games, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why is why is this happening to me? What have I done to deserve yeah. such a fate? Like I treat people nicely, and this is what I get. Um, please, please stop. So, so one of the things that I had seen over the weekend was in uh, LR's subreddit. Uh, like they have their own subreddit, mm-hmm. and one of the things that they said in there was that the green decks weren't being drafted heavily. I guess is the right term. Like yeah. early on in the format. And that because of that, like you just kind of had your pick of whatever, you know, green spells that you wanted and just pair another color with it. Um, And I think since then, like the green decks have picked up a lot. The green black, the green white, um, Mm -hmm. you know, enchantment decks have, I don't know if they've gotten better, but they've definitely become more present. And I think that's partially because like they are better because like people are actually drafting them now if that makes sense. Well, if you um, have if you have zero people in your pod drafting a deck. Yeah. And then one person in your pod pod starts drafting that deck, they just get every good card in that color. Right. And so even if the color is like medium, the deck they end up with is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there Oh. Huh. I found the green shrine. All right. Uh, right. Is this it? Yes. Uh, it has to say one one with trample for green. Okay. At the beginning of your end step, you may pay one. When you do, put a plus one plus one counter on target shrine for each shrine you control. So mm-hmm. it just gets to get big, one counter at a time. This is why no one's playing it. Yeah. Too like, slow. Too slow. Exactly. Like. You play that, and then you like pay your mana, and they're just like one mana kill it, and you're just like, oh, I just spent three mana, <laughs> and this is this is awful. There's a yeah. card in green that I saw that I was like, oh yeah, oh, have you played against Roaring Earth? Um, I've played with Roaring Earth. Like, can you beat that card if it's resolved on like the first like three turns of the game? No. If they no, play it, if they go like turn two creature. Turn three, roaring or earth land, mm-hmm. you're done. Like mm-hmm. 
if they draw lands, they're great. If they draw creatures, they're also great. Like, yeah. you just can't ever beat it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is so awful. Mm-hmm. Also, the the weird enchantment that makes the land the 4-5 Vigilance. Yeah. I The green decks that I... I did one draft, I think one draft that was green-white, and I did two drafts that were green-black. And it was okay. Like, I don't think so, it was fantastic any time that I cast it. I've certainly lost to it. but That's what I was going to say. Like, it is not the kind of card I will, like, ever put in one of my decks. It's just yeah, not, Right? But it is the kind of card that I will just be humiliated by. Yeah. And I'm just the like. vigilant. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I can't ever kill this without, like, three for winning myself. Yeah, like, like all of the green stuff is vigilant, and it's super awkward to get through once they get set up. Yeah, you just like don't ever get to get in. Yeah, and then uh, uh, what's the the Ninja Turtle? Uh, Ryan mm-hmm. Sachs, one of the like old co-hosts of uh, uh, Limited Resources, mm-hmm. was talking about on Twitter that it was a mythic uncommon or Capitec Wrecker. That is a mythic uncommon, and you should never pass it. And I was like, I can kind of see it. Like, green ninjas are awkward. Yes. But, right, like, it's just, like, kill your enchantment creature. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good. So, like, I, I see it. Uh, but, like, I've had, like, problem times where I'm just like, well, I have to block with this stupid enchantment creature. Because like if they ninja in the anyway. if they ninja in the turtle it just dies so I might as well yeah. like make this trade and like yeah. turtle proof myself. Um, but like the Jukai Preserver, like this mm-hmm. the that's another thing is this format just has an unreasonable number of tricks. Yes, because they've just like slapped a trick on all of these creatures. Mm-hmm. So like. Like, I would argue that, like, if you're blue-black ninjas, right, you could just draft the the Colossal Sky Turtle just Mm -hmm. for the bounce of creature mode. Like, I have no green mana in my deck. I have no intentions of recasting this. (laughs) This card is just, you know... Unsummon is everything that I want. Yeah, it's just an unsummon moving on with my life. It's an uncommon unsummon. I'm going to take it. Uh... But like that, like Jukai Preserver and some of this other stuff where you're just like the the boar, the six yeah. mana haste boar that's like two mana, like three one and trample. Like like I think that is the rate for that card. Maybe that card is like two mana for three two and trample. Yeah. But uh, like I think it's three one. I yeah. think that's what it's been. Or but like it's like right at rate or yeah. ju- or just below, and you're just like, oh, I can just take this as like a, a pump spell. Like I've taken a uh, mirror shell crab, just mm-hmm. as like counter as, spell. Yeah, like this is my counter spell. But if God forbid I get to seven lands and I draw this, I can just mm-hmm. play it. I, I have closed multiple games with the six five trample pig. Six five. Oh yeah, the the red guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just hard cast it. Like I didn't have anything else going on, and my opponent swung out and I killed him because 
they yeah. swung out and I had the trample haste pig. Yeah, you're at f- they're at five and you're just like, oh, yeah, I have not seen a single person playing Aki Warpaint. The red, no. yeah, like, I haven't either. That is the kind of card that I hate, but sometimes we'll just begrudgingly play because, like, I've lost like four games to it, <laughs> where so- where someone's just gone like you know, creature like stupid red one mana enchantment from that set and the stupid red one mana enchantment for that set and then you're just like oh they have a five five on turn yeah. two i guess i die that has not happened not one time <laughs> and like for as aggressive as the format is it's like hmm weird like yeah, the only time i could see play in that is if you had the double strike ninja oh the white the white guy yeah 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 um like I'm just scrolling through colors. We talked about uh, Dragon Spark Reactor is now a card that like does not wheel if you want it, take it early. Uh, I I haven't seen one since my first two drafts. I had one, one like my third draft, and I haven't seen one since. Yeah. Like that is a card that you can just like take and be like, Woo-hoo. yeah, that card's insane. What do you think about the Ron- uh, Ronin? The, which one? The Red mana for a 2-2 goes back to your hand every turn. I've played against it where it's been annoying, but I've not ever drafted one. Maybe I should. I've drafted a couple of them. Um, Like, it's kind of everything that Red wants to do. Like, it's aggressive. It's an artifact. I mean, it just is an artifact. Plus, it's an artifact leaving and entering the battlefield every turn. Yeah, it triggers stuff. And it cycles when it's not useful anymore. Yeah. It's a samurai for samurai shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, so Kenzen Smelter is the the guy who makes the three ones for yeah, uh, artifacts. Great. Yeah, like that is a that is close to a do not pass level card. Same with like twin shot sniper. Yeah. Like because of how like small so many things are, mm-hmm. like it just always comes down on four and kills something. And then there's a first strike blocker that like probably kills something else. Oh, it's not does not first strike. It just has reach. Oh, uh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, I was like, has first strike? I I knew it had another keyword. Yes. But like, if you were like a red black or like, you know, a red white aggressive deck, like, you know, and you and you told me like, okay, my two four drops are two twin shot snipers. I'd be like, oh, you did it congratulations like this should be easy for you because i assume that you have all the other red removal i'm Mm -hmm. not i've not taken it and i wonder if it's right that i haven't taken it the um what is it the fireball Uh, i haven't even seen one uh flame discharge yeah i haven't even seen one i've seen a couple like it's oh gosh uh is it Crater's Claws was the old cons card that mm-hmm. always did X plus two? Yeah. This does X plus two if you have a modified creature. Right. So like I don't I don't think it's good enough if it's just X. Right, because you're usually down mana. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing a modified deck, I think you could take it, but I've never seen it and been like, oh yeah, we're gonna take this and like make this happen. Because it's like, it, if when it's just vaulted surge with upside, it's great. Yeah. Right. But if it's not, then you're just like, oh. 
I've wanted the main deck explosive entry and just haven't. I just haven't had the... Uh, just uh, kill an artifact, get a 1-1 one, one counter? I've, yeah. I've main decked one in most of my red decks. There's always a target for it. Yeah. I've thought about it. I've just not pulled the trigger because I feel like there is always a target. But... So, Assassin's Inc. I think it's too expensive. Like, um, I have drafted zero. I've drafted one or two. Uh, I mean, I've had people cast them against me. Oh, yeah. But, like, it feels like if you're not... It's super hard to not have an artifact or an enchantment for it not to be three. Right. Which at three, it's... uh, Like, kind of where you want... Like, kind of workable. But sometimes, like, you know... Again, if, like, they kill your enchantment creature and it's stuck at four... Like you're you're dead, or you're yeah. so far behind it doesn't super matter. Now again, we're saying like, oh, you're dead, and like you know we've been ground out in games, mm-hmm. but there are times where you're just like, oh, I'm now at eight, and now the whole game is me trying to stabilize and not get on the front foot, and yeah. there's enough stuff to like get over that last little bit. Uh, clawing torment. The neg one, neg one. It's the enchantment that gets something neg one, oh, neg yeah, one. Yeah. It can't block. Like that card. Yeah. Too- I've lost games where I'm like, oh, if this was not on my creature, if I had some way to get my creature off the board, yeah, I would win this game. Like I'm stabilizing, but I was at four, and now I'm dead. And you can't block. And I can't block. So boo. That's another good way to get your ninjas through. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like okay, you can't block. Get in. I've yep. seen I've seen Takuchi Silencer cast. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it like connect and discard a card. Yeah. Um, um I think I had one that did once, but like it didn't end up doing anything to the game. Yeah, so like it's like it's fine, but it's definitely yeah. not like doing a ton. Um like there's a lot of cards like you think you'd see more of and you're just like, oh, this card never gets played. Oh, um, Hitasugo is just, like, I had someone play it. Like, I didn't realize that you, like... I drafted one. It's insane. I didn't realize that you got to, like, deal damage to something and cast a spell. I thought it was, like, Chandra. Well, you can also scry to set it up. Yeah, but I thought it was, like, Chandra, where it was, like, oh, you either deal the damage or cast a spell. I had my opponent, like, kill something... And then cast it. I was like, wait a minute. Like, yeah. oh, this is way better than I thought. Yeah. I, I drafted one and like I had my opponent or my opponent had me dead on board if I passed the turn. And he was at like three life. And they had the moth out, the like tapper moth. So they went to mm-hmm. tap the Hidetsugu like during my upkeep. And I was like, okay, well, let's sack my board because I'm going to die otherwise. Found a three drop, left it on top, and then activated it and won. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And like black also has like two or three like random life linkers. Mm-hmm. That's a that's another way you can tell that the format is super aggressive, is all of these colors like just have like, you know, black and white are just like there are like two or three life linkers in white 
Mm-hmm. There's the three drop for sure. Then there's the green, white, gold card. Black has two. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it has two creatures and the saga. Oh, well. Well, and both sagas, I guess. Both, yeah, the, uh, the, the Umazawa one. Yeah. And then our uh, whatever, our sweet motorcycle gang, our rat yeah. motorcycle game, whatever it is. I should probably uh, figure out what it is called. Huh. I'm like, I'm on the card file now so I can like look around and be like, oh, yeah, that card. No. Uh, you know, professionals. See, if, I, if I knew what I was doing, I'd put it up as our uh, background for the video, but I haven't gotten that that far yet and I don't want to risk ruining something so <laughs> we already had we already had one disconnection so let's yeah. uh oh that's right wizards is weird and they like put the sagas sagas are at the end yeah yeah why they're still the I color they're still the color man yeah uh okaba okaba record yeah. raid there we go uh like that card gains life the Umazawa one gains life. Yep. The life and life of Tetsuro Umazawa. Right. Yep. They just they're just ways in black and uh oh, there's the the white scry card that's like scry mm-hmm. two, then you gain two life. Yep. Like you just have all this random stuff that gains you life that like kinda keeps the uh that like that's how you're in black and white extending the game to like play your more impactful spells is yeah. like you incidentally gained six life yeah along the way and you're like oh this is how i'm bridging the gap so it is it is weird i'm looking at the sagas now like i think that makoto's reign of truth something of truth yeah that one's good uh, Befriending the Moths is fine. Era of Enlightenment, probably less impressive, but it does the same thing the blue one does, which mm-hmm. is like, I'm playing 15 lands. Are these lands? Nope. <laughs> I need to hit my third land. Uh, The Fall of Lord uh, Konda, I've had it be great. The one where like the first thing is exile a creature for CMC or greater. Mm-hmm. But then I've also played games where my opponent does not at any point probably have, have a four drop. drop in their deck. Yeah. And like I'm staring at it and just being like, ugh. So like on one hand, like I've had it where I also have the four three that like picks up an enchantment and gains mm-hmm. you three life. Where yeah. it's like, eat your thing, bounce uh bounce it, eat your next thing. Great. And then other times I'm just like mulligan to six. I did not know. I had secret mulligan to six. This card is never going to leave my hand. Yeah. Um. So I guess blue only has three sagas. Weird. Uh. And I've played against the rat saga. I didn't realize that it like drew them cards when it flipped over. Oh, I didn't either. I thought they just got the rat tokens. Uh, the, it's whenever uh, attacks, you may sacrifice a creature if you do draw a card. Oh. So the creature on the back eats the rats. And I was gotcha. like, oh, it's fine. And then, like, they drew a card. I was like, I gotta kill it. It's gotta die. Kill it with fire. Um, yeah. No, I think that 
I've, I've got a couple of the Kami War and just not even attempted to play it. <laughs> like, I've drafted it, like, you know, mid to late pack, you know, or it's wheeled. Yeah. I've just been like, oh, oh yeah. And just been like, can never in a million years cast this card. Not even going to, like, try. Yeah. But. So, before we move on, is there any uh, any interesting interactions you found or, like, unique synergies or something that really impressed you well we already you didn't notice at first blush we already talked about turtle and the uh whatever the 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 season of renewal or whatever it is Mm -hmm. uh oni anvil and the uh whatever the one three is the the artifact creature that when an artifact when a creature dies you make a treasure Yep. So, like, if you can get the anvil to make the first creature, yeah, you when it dies, you use the ability of that card to make a treasure, which then you can feed to the anvil for a damage and to make a creature. You can also feed it into the guy that makes three ones. Yes. Yep. So, like, you just have this like this way set up. It's under Undercity Scavenger. Uh, right you just get like there's like you said there's two different ways to basically turn that card once you get the first the first creature you mm-hmm. just keep turning out creature somehow yeah and it's just like oh that's good I think virus beetle is actually sneaky good mm-hmm. I do too um, it, it's good in that deck where you can turn it into something else and I think it's good in ninjas when you like can cast it two or three times. Yeah. Um, so like acquisitions octopus, the fact that you can put it on something. And I always am like surprised that the reconfigure cost is two. Yeah. Like the red one is like five. Mm-hmm. And this one is two, two. And it's like, I was like, Oh, I guess I can put this on something neat. Uh, so that's always, that's always surprises me. Um, None of the other, like, so like the like the futurist sentinel, like the just the four mana like four six six vehicle, mm-hmm. like the card's just like unplayable. Like there's just so much garbage on the ground and stuff. It's like so. What, what do you think about the colossus? The the seven drop one. Yeah. Uh, I've not played with or against it. Oh, okay. I have won games and been clobbered by it. Okay, I've not played with or against it that I can think of. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe once. I think, like, I got a... I had someone, like, get to eight mana and, like, walking skyscraper me. Oh, okay. And I was bummed, and I was like, what the... No. Um, I was able to play the one-drop Black Saga mm-hmm. that turns into a 2-2 two, two menace, give your vehicles menace, mm-hmm. and then... Tinker into oh, the you, Colossus. You you just had it all. Okay. Yeah. Like I have not drafted the the Tinker with any real intention of playing it in any deck. Yeah. Well, I mean, like all of the cheap blue creatures are artifacts. They are. Yeah, like so, I'm not saying like that it not, can't be done. Yeah. But I just haven't. Like I've never been I, like I mean, uh, maybe it's something to look to, into like yeah. those the colossuses go late and so do the anchors it's like if you yeah. are if you're the person who wants the anchor to reality 
you can probably get them. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, because, like, if you were blue-black, right, you could have the, like, virus beetle into, like, you know, if you went, uh, what is it called? The, the, uh, the Reckoner Raid yeah. into Virus Beetle into, like, you know, turn four, into anything on three than just, like, Tinker mm-hmm. on four. You're probably doing all right. And, like, yeah. no one has, like, a creature that big no one can really deal with. Right. Unless they have, right, in, like, unless, again, Death Toucher or something, they're just not going to deal with it that early. Yeah. And, People do play like just the random, like the green thing that's like exile an artifact or enchantment, but there's not a ton yeah, of that stuff flying around. Like I've played it like one in the deck, but like yeah. if they have one or two answers to it and you do it early enough, you're just like, oops, I guess I win. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, especially if you're tinkering away something like the beetle where you've already kind of gotten a card out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, What is the... Trying to think of any like, uh, I'm like, okay. So the if you're red white samurai, which I think is kind of a stretch to be, uh, the ancestral katana, mm-hmm. um, like if the if you like go, I've had people play the 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 two one that attacks mm-hmm. and becomes a three two, yep, and then play the katana the following turn. And then it's oh. just like, oh, I guess I'm taking five. <laughs> and th- and this is again and then like they play the tapper. Yeah, and you're just like, I guess I'm dead, right? Yeah. And this is where it comes down to like, oh, like you need to have all this shape removal spells. So when they go all in on that is their plan, yeah. like you kill their two drop, you kill their three drop, and then they have no plan anymore, and you get to like participate in the game. But, like, you know, if your removal spell, if you're like, I have three of the two black, black need to enchant a creature. Yeah. Like, you're just dead before you get creature and, like, enchantment. Right. Right? Because then they kill your creature and you just are like, oh, okay. That's that's no no good. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I've never seen a dragonfly suit in play, the white vehicle. Nope. Three two flyer for three, like no. Uh the I've never seen a hot shot mechanic. Which I is have. weird. Okay. The the one mana two one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh the tap warrior is good. The arrest, unsurprisingly, is pretty good. There's not the, uh that two mana like destroy a thing, make a samurai is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. If you have an artifact and enchantment. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Koide, Soul of Kamigawa, the 3-3 Flash. Oh, yeah. I don't know how good that card is. I got blown out by it. I've gotten blown out by it, but I've also, like, had them have it on in play for multiple turns, and it just not matter. Like, oh, it's like, I, I, like, double blocked, like, to kill their threat, and they flashed that thing in, and I just lost the game. Yeah. Um. May I like, but like being a three three, like it dies to a lot of the common removal. Mm-hmm. It's just like awkwardly sized. Like if it was a three four, yeah, then we're then we're golden. Like Kami Flare doesn't get it. 
Uh, but it's just, I don't know. It's just not, it's, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, it's not like, oh man, this is great. Like a four mana flash three, three flyer. And like, you can set up situations where they're like, block with my indestructible thing. Yeah. Kill your thing. Okay. Now we're like, now we're back to being even. The tapper, the moth rider patrol. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly good. Yeah, I mean four mana's a lot, but it is. Um, but like later in the game, like if you're samurai, so it gets all the samurai bonuses. Mm-hmm. Or even if you go like this into the red one that lets you like loot, yeah. right? And you kept like a or sorry rummage. So like, oh, I kept a land heavy hand. Okay, I can maybe get some action, or I kept a land light hand. I can get get a land or two. Yeah. Right? So like. Just in terms of, like, it is a thing that can attack and get the bonuses. Because they get surprised me, like, oh, yeah, I guess it is a warrior. Oops. I forgot that was, like, part of that text. <laughs> um, yeah, samurais and warriors, ninjas and rogues. Yeah. Uh, Spirited Companion, the good dog is fine. Triggers the enchantment stuff. That's the important yeah. part. Um, I mean, we, we don't have to go through everything. No, no, just I'm just, I'm just scrolling through. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through and just like seeing anything that like jumps out. Yeah. Uh the blue artifact. The The one mana one? No the channels. Well there's that. No, the the two mana one that channels for a blue to get like a land. No, not a land, to draw a card. It's it, it cycles for blue, or it's one in the blue for an artifact, one in the blue draw two cards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that card is, like, again, exactly what you want. Like, I need to hit my land. Mm. So, both modes are, let me help you hit your land. Right. Right? That's another one that's, like, encouraging you to, like, uh, keep your land count low. So, yeah. Um, it is it is very interesting. I think it's fun. I think I need to, like, reevaluate how I'm drafting because I just feel like I'm, like, the format has passed me by. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know what deck like I want to draft because I've drafted it a whole bunch of times now. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer like that's feasible for. Yeah, before is, other people catch on. Yeah, the only reason that like I haven't re-upped yet. So, I don't know. <laughs> I think if I can't get my deck, I don't want to play. I like it. Well, like the green-black deck that I drafted was fine it didn't perform very well but it was definitely my kind of deck um i just kind of like the uh that red black stuff is lots of fun and like Mm -hmm. the red blue stuff is cool too the like more of the artifact deck even though the red black is mostly an artifact deck as well yeah but all right so time for a little constructed talk we haven't messed with it a whole lot um you have here standard ninjas question mark and it feels like after rogues mm-hmm. right like we know how to build and like play that kind of blue black tempo deck mm-hmm. and so like i agree there like sh- could be something yeah i mean we still have like a lot of the pieces right we do uh we have the oh gosh Whatever the rogue is, the two, uh, the two, three, or sorry, the one, three. That yeah, the on Lord. A- yeah. yeah. Uh, we still have that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Like, I think that Splinter is fine in that deck. We have Spell Pierce. Yep. And we have, like, Fading Hope. Like, Fading Hope. Like, two cards, that you like, two types of cards you just want in those kind of mm-hmm. decks. Yeah, and the, um, the Clone Ninja. Mm-hmm. Like, to make more copies of your Lords. Thousand like Face, Thousand Face, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, that card's good. And just does, like, you know, it gives you the, like, evasive threat on one to start mm-hmm. ninjing your things in. I think it could work. I guess I don't know where the format currently sits right now. Yeah, right, I, we, I really don't know. We I just really had, messed around with standard too much. Like, we just had a bunch of bands, mm-hmm. and we have a new set. So, like, it's a question of, like, how good is, like, a tempo game plan? Because, right, yeah. like, you could definitely play against, like, mono green and have literal, like, n- no targets for your spell peers. Or only mm-hmm. have, like, a handful of targets. Right? And if they don't draw them, you're just like, oh, the spell peers kind of sucks. Yeah. Right? Sneaky mulligan. Yeah, sne- <laughs> sneaky mulligan. Like, oh, their their draw did not involve a ranger's class. Oops. I guess yeah. the card doesn't do anything. <laughs> Oh, they got the four mana and they blizzard, blizzard brawled me with three mana open. Welp. <laughs> Good job, Spell Pierce. Uh, you're still dead, buddy. So, <laughs> um, so like, I think it could happen. Like, it may have been more likely to happen if we were, like, in a dragons, like, and is it dragons, like, uh, Elrond's Epiphany format? Hmm. Not that not that I want to play against Elrond's Tiffany, but like <laughs> a a deck where like they're trying to tap out for seven mana spells and you have spell pierce. Yeah. Is like where you want to be with those kind of decks. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, you know, a mid range deck where, you know, they play like a five drop that does not give them like infinite value. Right. And you're like, oh, fading hope. Right, we saw how good Fading Hope was for just like keeping stuff together in the other decks. Mm-hmm. Like, if Fading Hope is not good, like if Fading Hope is good to get people to their like giant end games, right? If it's, but if it's then not good, like if you're cre- if you're not putting enough pressure up with your tempo deck, then like the Fading Hope might not be good enough. And like I don't know if the ninjas can put up enough pressure. Yeah, especially like we have a bunch of different like three mana like deal three deal twos. Yeah, in red, we have a couple in black, and like it just gets all your ninjas. So like I really haven't done anything else with standard. That was the only thing that I thought of. Um, I think I got fed a video over the weekend of somebody playing like a standard ninjas list. I didn't watch it mm-hmm. though. Um, and I really haven't heard anything else about any other decks in standard. Yeah. Um, other than like maybe the hot shot mechanic crewing a Seekers chariot. Yeah. So I guess it like, it like leaves your, your wolves back. Yeah. So you just get more blockers or just more attackers. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how That's good that is either, but um in historic though i have played a little bit of historic once i i ran out of resources i was messing around with some of the stuff that i thought was fun um i had been 
kind of trying to brew an Oni Anvil deck because like that's kind of just everything that I ever wanted to do in Magic, and that's what I had been playing in Limited, and hadn't really had a whole lot of su- success. Mm-hmm. Um, I started brewing with Hidden Stockpile, like some Mardu lists, mm-hmm. and that deck just kind of dirtled forever and or not really forever because I just died. Like I just kept dirtling until I died. Um, so that wasn't very good. And then I kind of moved on to um, some of the Grease Fang stuff that I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ever play the blue version that you posted about in Discord, I think. Uh, but I did try a couple different Mardu versions and they were fine. Um, there's like an all-in version with um, like faithless looting and just like a bunch of ways to get through your deck. And that, that deck did the thing very well, but it just absolutely folded to any sort of graveyard interaction mm-hmm. and like people are main decking graveyard interaction. So that's not really a game plan you can uh, consistently win with. Yeah. Well, when, when the format is a faithless looting format yeah, and there are like, there's one graveyard deck that just tries to like kill you on turn four. Mm-hmm. And then there's another graveyard deck that's trying to put like six free power onto the onto the battlefield on turn three. You kinda have to. Yeah. But again, Historic is a perfectly balanced and fun format that has no <laughs> problems. It's like, okay. Yeah. This this is where like Pioneer needs to be on arena. Mm-hmm. Because Historic has the problem of you've got the Modern Horizons cards plus the Mystical Archive cards mm-hmm. that are severe outliers in power right. with a lot of the standard cards. So you end up with a situation where you can't play like pioneer le- power level decks. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, you just like grease Fang strikes me as like, that is a pioneer level thing. Yeah. But when you're playing modern light, right. You can't do pioneer level things with any success. And like, you know, it'd be different if you were like, you know, Seth, better known as Saffron Olive. Uh, <laughs> doing it for the memes. Doing it for the memes and being like, yeah, see, this is really cool. Right? Uh, fine. Right? But like, if you're like trying to, like, and we're not even to the point of like, oh, I'm trying to level up, but you don't want to, like, you're trying to finish like your dailies. Like, and yeah. I took an 03 in my draft this morning when I was working out. So mm-hmm. like, I have no wins for the day. Right? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I don't want to like play with this deck that like, was yeah, semi enjoyable and then not get Mike by golden gems for the day. Right. So like it makes it harder to just be like, I'm gonna play this deck. It's like, oh, I'm gonna like, you know, waste in air quotes like <laughs> my my forty five minutes. Yeah. So makes it makes it harder to like settle in. But like all I wanna do is like play Grease Fang decks. Like that's just mm-hmm. all like <laughs> Because, I mean, even in standard, right, the vehicle that you're getting is you're getting the 7-7 Trample Haste vehicle. The Colossus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're, 
right? Like you want to play uh, your Esper, and you're like, okay, I'm Esper, and I'm going to play um, Faithless fa- Mending. Faithless Mending, and I'm going to discard the vehicle on turn two. Yeah. I'm going to play Grease Fang and get it back, and I'm going to flashback Mending on turn four, and Grease Fang's going to get my thing back, mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. <laughs> and like that's all you want to do. And you're like, okay, that would be like fun. But, like, I don't know how that, like, stacks up, but that's something that seems, like, reasonable. Yeah. Also, I think I talked about it, like, the other thing I want to try to do in, um, uh, or whatever it's called, uh, historic, again, probably C-tier pioneer power level, probably does not match up well with, uh, uh, Dragon's Ray Chandler, is, um, got a constant dread dots in people. Like dreadnought in the mobilizer mech, yep. Like that, I would like like that. Seems like it would be cool. Yep. I'm like, oh hey, this is pretty all right. Uh, not. I mean, not, Grease Fang crews that too, right? Then mm, mm, a crew four. Oh no, Constant Dreadnought's like crew nine. Oh, is it really? Or crew seven? I think it's oh. seven. Hmm. Uh. I think it is Crew 7. I am not sure. Well, it's a 7-Eleven. It is. It is It is a giant number, like, to the yeah. point where it's, like, unwieldy. Uh, so I don't know for, uh, uh, for sure, but it is, it is a big one. Uh, I got it right here. Hang on. Okay. Oh yeah, it's crew six. Yeah. So the ox crews it though. The ox does? Yeah. The, the ox is an O six? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well there we go. I can I can ox there we go. So there's there's we have the deck. <laughs> it's 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 Esper, it's Oxen, it's Dreadnoughts, it's Mobilizer Mechs. Yep. It's Grease Fangs. To like get, so there you, go. you have that as your plan, and then you also have Grease Fang Parhelion in there as well. You just got <laughs> got the stew going, get it all, yeah, this tasty gumbo, and you hope it works out. But like stuff like that, uh, like Grease Fang is the card from the set that you're like, mm, this card is doing like a neat, unique thing. Oh, I'm definitely buying some foils. Oh yeah, I mean. Like you got to figure out how you want yourself altered onto the grease fang. <laughs> does does Volkswagen maybe make I'll a, sign up for alter sleeves? Does does grease does uh oh gosh what's it called? Does Volkswagen make a motorcycle? Uh, Volkswagen owns Ducati, so you could have you on a Ducati. Yeah, as your grease fangs. <laughs> there could. we go. There we go. We need we need to make this happen. We need to get so ah, you need to commission someone to make that like sleeve overlay, mm-hmm. and then that's a Patreon reward. Is oh can, look at that! Everyone can have a greasy jockey, yeah, as uh as their grease fang. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. We can start. We can start selling those. We can really make things happen. We can monet. <laughs> we can monetize your beard. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. There we go. Whatever pays the bills. We can monetize the beard. It'll be great. 
Best beard in magic right here. Best beard, yeah. <laughs> Seth, PK, we're, he, the beard's coming for you. <laughs> we know, we know what's up. Um, so, yeah, I've not played a lot of uh, Constructed. Yeah. So, like, those are the things that, like, interest me. This set is weird. Like, simultaneously, like, there's a lot of neat um, popper stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, we can't have nice things, so it can't, like, be on Arena. And I'm assuming that, like, uh, and, and Brad can correct us if we're wrong. Uh, every time I've got a look at a popper deck on Magic Online, it's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> so much for an affordable format, huh? And I'm just like, no. No, I'm not going to go through all this rigmarole. But, like, um, oh, gosh, one of the guys on the popper player panel or whatever, the P- PPP or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, was, like, I just countered someone's spell with a uh, with a mirror shell crab <laughs> and then reanimated it with late for dinner. Oh, boy. Or late to dinner. And I was like, Yes. Like, I put Mirror Shell Crab in my cube yeah, so that you could refurbish it or trash to treasure it on four. <laughs> nice. I was just like, yes. Like, the- these are the things I'm here for. But, like, that's a fun, neat interaction. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Cool. But, um, like, so I think there's a lot of stuff in Popper because, like, they just don't know how to make commons anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like all the commons are uncommons, and yeah, all the un- a lot of the uncommons are either rares or mythics. Yeah, and you're just like, uh, what a- what are we doing? But like, yeah. there's a lot of neat stuff there. Also, could you imagine how good Popper Affinity would be if we had a Tog and they had Experimental Synthesizer? <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, insane. like insane. Uh, attack, sack this, draw a card, hit you for yeah. three. Uh oh, okay, I guess I will play this bust other busted card I got. Yeah. yeah. So um there's a lot of neat stuff to do in in Popper. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just hard in the other constructed sets just because like in standard, like, is it better is there anything that's like better than Goldspan Dragon? There's things that are different, but is there anything better? Right. Yeah. Is there a green three drop better than old growth troll? Probably not. Probably not. Right. So like you you're in this spot where like there's a lot of I actually of... think green's like a powered down in this set in particular. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of um there's a lot of powerful stuff in the set, but it feels like they put like 60% of the set between like a six and an eight mm-hmm. or a six and like an eight and a half. Right. Yeah. Where a lot of sets, they like put the set, you know, between like five and seven, but then they just have like six cards. They're like, these can be 11s. Yeah. They're real bangers. And that's how we're going to sell the packs. Yeah. This set feels like the power level, the average power level is a little higher. Mm-hmm. Probably due to just like the complexity, yeah. Right. So the average power level is higher. And there's but less it, outliers. There's less of those cards that are just like, oh, this card's dumb. You have less of those. Like, Grease Fang is like 
Grease Fang is the perfect card mm-hmm. in that you look at it and you want to build like six decks. Right. <laughs> none but of which are going to break a format. None, exactly. None of which are going to break a format. Yeah. And the like Goldspan Dragon is like the worst kind of card. Right. Because it's just like. I am well, ag- obviously I want to do that thing. Hey, obviously I want to do this. So I'm going to just any deck that has mountains, this card's going to go in. It's yeah. not going to make me think about deck building in any real way other than maybe like, do I want to play a Magda so I can get this out on turn four? Yeah. Right. Like that's like the only deck building consideration. Like, do I surround it by counter spells and extra turn spells and use it as ramp? Or do I surround it by one or two ramp creatures and use it as ramp? And it's like, well, there's no deck yeah. building there. It's the same thing. Like Grease Fang, you're like, oh, like I want to build all these decks. I want to build decks in Pioneer. I want to build decks in Modern with it that like mm-hmm. will admittedly be bad. But right. like I'm going to like spend an afternoon doing this. Yep. And like it feels like there's like those kind of cards well i i say there are no like power outliers uh, i forgot to say you yeah uh putting assassin's trophy on a land is a power outlier 40 dollar rare <laughs> 40 dollar rare on card kingdom like a week ago um i chose to buy a savannah mm-hmm. <laughs> um but um that's one of those like sneaky ones that's like going to warp Warp formats, but like you're not gonna think about it. Super. Oh, you have one. Yeah, I pulled one in pre-release. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Like that is a right. Like in depths. That's just some number in the main, some number in the side. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's kind of insane with like red and six too, right? You just rebuy it every turn. Yeah, like could like. Also, like, green in taxes. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're like, uh, you know, Thalia into Cat Jesus Stone Rain you. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's on curve. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you're just like, all right, cool. Now I'll Ghost Quarter and Stone Rain you again the next turn. Like, they have eight, they have eight strip mines in their deck. Mm-hmm. One of which just costs a mana. And it also just gets random other stuff. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, like in Jund, mm-hmm. you're just like, uh, Stone Rain, you buy back my Stone Rain, Stone Rain, you. <laughs> right. And, you know, in some decks, it will just be like straight Stone Rain. Um, well, no. Well, no, it's, it, I guess it is like lands, land, it's a land types. Basic land types. So you can get fetches or shocks with you it. You can get shocks. Not with Cat Jesus. Or right. like Avon Mind Sensor. Right. But like yeah, like I guess you're right. Like so you won't be able to just eventually like run them out of stuff. But like you can make their life difficult. Like if you're doing that like mm-hmm. every turn. Right. No, right? you're gonna put stress on their mana base for sure. Yeah. You're just like it's every turn is just like plus my Ren, pay a green. I hope you have another blood crypt. Mm-hmm. Uh for your sake. Yeah. And then next turn you're like, blow up your blood crypt again. I hope I you have hope another, you have blood, another crypt. blood crypt. Yeah. Right. And like while you're also like it's one, it's like two mana, right? So it's mm-hmm. but you're like, you know, thought sees you, blow up a land. 
Next turn, play a removal spell, blow up a land. Yeah. And you're like, oh, eventually you get to the point where you're just like, there's nothing left in there, is there? Right? And I mean, sneakily, like, you make their fetches worse. Right. Right? You're like, oh, there, you don't have a blood crypt now. So now you're like, you're, you're, uh, you know, your wooded foothills isn't going to be able to get you black and red now. So, oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in Legacy, like, just like, oh, hey, uh, cool. Any number of cards. Here's my, un- you got to force a will? Oopsie. Yep. So, I don't know. Baseju is Baseju is the worst kind of card again, right? Like, of course I want. <laughs> it's just, the gold span dragon. Yeah. Do I have a? Can I make green mana? I can. I'm probably gonna just have some of these. That's the Hullbreaker horror. Yes. That's the other thing. Like, I haven't played standard enough to know. Like, if we're just like in Hullbreaker horror land. Yeah, I haven't played standard. I couldn't even tell you the last time I played standard. Yeah. So, which is good. Premier format and all. Yep. Uh, so you experienced this. I just want to talk about this real quick. Just, just to remind everyone of the good old times of, uh, playing in paper. Mm -hmm. How did a wizard's event recorder, uh, hold up, uh, (laughs) this week? Oh, that, that's funny because it didn't. (laughs) Didn't? On, uh, on Friday in the middle of pre-release, it went down. And, and I, I forgot all about this, but yeah, I, evidently it wasn't just like our store. It was the entire system. Yeah. Like I was, um, I was just on Twitter and someone's like, how is it in 2022 judges are pairing rounds on paper? And yeah. I was like, it's 2022. There are judges still was like <laughs> one of my thoughts. But yeah. So like wizards, like, so we had were and Walter. Mm hmm. And then they developed whatever their new system is with like Event the Link. Event Link. Yeah. And apparently companion app. this is like the first big pre release weekend that they've had. Well, like- so I think the problem was SCG Con. I don't think it was just pre release because it's worked fine for pre release. I think it was having like that number of people also pre releasing in the same place. I was going to say, I think that there's also like. You know, I think that like last fall, it was like uh, COVID sketchiness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in, you know, in the winter, I think there might have been like some, well, maybe I want to like play it safe for the holidays kind of stuff. So maybe people, but like this one, I think there's a feeling that like Omicron's on the way down. Yeah. Things are. Like a lot of states are lifting mask mandates, so it yeah. may have been, and just in addition to SCGCon, it may have been that there. This is um, the biggest pre-release weekend they've had with this new system. Yeah, and then SCGCon on top of it could have also, you know, been been part of it. But it's just good to know that Watsi made a billion dollars last year. <laughs> It doesn't have enough software to run an event. And they can't hire one guy from Google. Yeah. To just be like, your job is to make this stuff work. Because <laughs> I feel like he could just do it on the weekends. Probably. But just hire one dude and just be like, 
make all this work. And I'm sure yeah. that someone's going to be like, coding's really hard. And I'm like, yeah, but let's just pay some people. Like the one thing Wizards doesn't ever want to do, just pay some people with the expertise to make it work. Yeah. You made a billion dollars. <laughs> a billion dollars selling cardboard. A billion. Like just, you made like, they made like 70% or something of like Hasbro's profit. Yeah. Maybe more. <laughs> the whole giant company. Like all of Hasbro. Jace made more money than Optimus Prime. Let yes. that wash over you. Yeah. Right? You can go to your grandma and be like, who's Optimus Jace Prime? Jace made more money than Optimus Prime, My Little Pony, Monopoly, Nerf. What else? All put together. Three times as I'll much. All put together. Jace. Yeah. People are like, don't forget about D&D books. Sure, whatever. Jace. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jace is in D&D now, don't Jace you Jace know? is in D&D. He's canon. He covers yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, Oswald Fiddlebender made more money <laughs> <laughs> than go. Optimus Prime. Um, Ellie Wick. Ellie, Ellie Wick, Tumble, whatever her name is. Yeah, Tumble Weed, Tumble something, whatever. Um, Tumble Strum. That sounds yeah. very D&D. But, like, you can't have these things happen. Right? Yeah. Like, just, like, we're, we're, we're committed to in-person play. Yeah. The thing that you use to run in-person play breaks. So. Yeah. It actually really screwed the pre-release. Um, we had, I think we had 18 people mm -hmm. for Friday, like 7 o'clock pre-release, which it should be four rounds. Mm -hmm. But Event Link, when you use the app, I don't believe we'll do four rounds. It'll only do th three rounds. No, that's not right. No, 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 no. It broke during round three is what happened. Okay. And then because the whole thing went down, he didn't have access to, like, the records. So you couldn't even, like, pair it by hand at that point. So we were supposed to do four rounds. We only got through th two rounds before it quit. We were in the third round when it went down. So he ended up. We were doing pack per win. And he ended up giving everybody a pack for the fourth round. Gotcha. Pack it per win. It was awkward. Pack yeah. per win. Not how it used to be, man. No. Used to be cutthroat. I'm getting too old for the uh, the cutthroat ones. They're yeah. the midnight ones. And I'm not really down for staying up until 7 o'clock in the morning anymore. Yeah, these staying up till 7, like going home, eating. I stopped doing that one. Yeah. Because like inevitably i got sick every time yeah uh it's funny so we think about you know we make the joke about greatest selling set of all time or whatever i just remember the fate reforged and specifically the fate reforged pre-release sitting on the floor at mm -hmm. like table like it was like table 40 or 70 or something and yeah. it was on the floor because there were so many people in the store, you couldn't actually like play yep. on a table. And now you're like 18, big game. Yeah, I, I like, think he's got seven or eight cases of pre-release kits left over. Yeah. And I, I just remember being like, oh, we have like having a hundred person pre-release. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, there used to be a not not enough pre-release kits to get through till Sunday. Yeah, I remember They'd like run out halfway through Saturday, like signing up in advance. Like, I want to come do this pre, like buying all my pre-release kits on like Thursday. Yeah, or like going to the first one on Saturday and being like, I'll pay for like the next, like the two Saturday and the Sunday, mm-hmm. right? And now, like, I could go and be like, I'll buy four pre-release kits. And then leave. You could buy four cases of pre-release kits. Woo! <laughs> Daddy needs a besaju. This does not seem like the best way to do it. No, definitely not. So, with all that, you guys got a super long podcast that snuck up on us. Yeah, how long did we go? We're almost at two hours. Wow. All yeah. right. So, hopefully, we'll have some more Kamigawa thoughts next week. Maybe a little bit more time for Constructed. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll announce a secret layer or something uh, between yeah, now and I then. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but I think uh, the professor has something that he's announcing soon, which may or may not be a secret layer. Oh, um, oh no! He's he's gone to announcing secret layers now. Well, he did a video about popper cards. I think I don't. I only caught like the first couple minutes of the uh, video that he let out, it was like this 50 cent card is going to ruin a format. I don't know, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. but like the whole first couple minutes of the video was him talking about how he has something that he wants to show everybody, but can't show everybody yet. And then like, he goes, okay, I'm going to show you and like reaches down and puts something on the desk, but like blurs it out. Mm. And whatever he put on the desk had, Lots of black because that's what color, like the pixely image was, went to black. So secret layer oubliette, a secret layer like Merfolk EDH deck. I have no idea. Secret oh, layer man. cube. Secret. I, I have no idea what what it is. But if I if I built all this whole cube and then they just sell a secret layer cube for like <laughs> you know forty nine ninety five, I'm gonna be like, what the hell. <laughs> all old border i'll be like come on now <laughs> come on now now i have to yeah. uh so all right with all this uh i think we have a show we have a show so if you've got things you want us to like try if you're like hey like i saw the standard deck give it a whirl if we can like cobble together the wild cards we will Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, shoot us a, uh, a message uh, on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, like I said earlier, if you're looking to pick up any singles, we would really appreciate it if you use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. And if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can throw a couple bucks in the pot at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Uh, you get access to our show notes. You get access to our pre-show. You also get put on my mailing list. Um, mailing, I'll probably do that in the next couple weeks. Um, and yeah, we would really appreciate it if you helped us out. So sign up for our Patreon. Um, we also have our Discord. There's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media to get invited to our discord channel. Um, that's another good place to post up deck lists. If you want another pair of eyes on, you want some, um, I don't know, some help building a deck or you want someone else to take a first spin. Um, that's a good place to do that. 
And don't forget our YouTube channel, uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Um, go take a peek at this video and tell me uh, tell me what you want on there. What sorts of things would be good to go behind, like us speaking? Um, and I'll see if I can figure it out. Brian knows he needs better lighting. This is <laughs> work in progress. We're working on it. We're gonna get it figured out. For those of you that have been with us for a while, you know the difference between our early episodes and our later ones. So hopefully the videos follow the same path. Well, we'll figure it out. We're going to take over the world one magic video at a time. Sure. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.